I think thoughts of peace and not of affliction. You shall call upon me, and I will hear you, and I will bring back your captivity from all places. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Dear canon and dear faithful, these words just mentioned, which come from the intuit of today's Mass, and which will be heard again for the next Sundays, open our hearts to hope. God loves us in spite of all, who desires to free us from the servitude of our passions and from our weaknesses. So what a good outlook to have as we soon approach the end of the liturgical year and usher in Advent one month from now. Let us be mindful then of our continual conversion to greater sanctity and obedience to God's holy will. Let us occupy ourselves with thoughts of peace that our Lord wants us to have, despite of this world full of violence in word and in action. Our country and world today seems very uncertain and unstable, as if every nation is tiptoeing on very thin ice. Any false step seems to conclude in violence, war, and misery. Yet we are also perplexed at the fact of how certain errors are propagated, yet we try to correct them through prayer, through fraternal correction. Or even if some people have certain opinions about people, yet so much information has been leaked upon us. But again, let us convert our hearts, our souls, our bodies, and have it set towards God above all of these things that we are occupied or worried about, so that we may have those thoughts of peace of which our gracious God speaks about in the Holy Liturgy of today. When we read today's Gospel, our Lord gives us a striking example of the transformation and conversion which God desires to accomplish in us, which also shows how He realizes His thoughts of peace in those who approach Him with a humble and trustful heart. We recall the woman in the Gospel who had been suffering from a hemorrhage for 12 years. And having suffered this for such a long time, we might conclude that it is uncurable, having tried many remedies. This woman did not dare to present herself directly to Christ because she was ashamed and humiliated. But her faith enkindled her that she said to herself, If I shall touch only his garment, I shall be healed. We know what happened. The woman touched the hem of Christ's garment, and Christ felt this and told her that her faith has made her whole and well again. But see, there was not a single spoken request made by this woman to Jesus asking for a cure from him. However, the Lord was moved by the woman's prayer, filled with humility, trust, 
and faith. This woman who was healed of her hemorrhage heals also our souls. Our Lord expects that the woman's example and disposition be similar to ours. Sometimes we content ourselves to simply pray while our hearts are cold, distant, and distracted. Yet Jesus looks to the heart. He desires true prayer from our hearts with humility and confidence in Him. This woman mentioned in the Gospel might have encountered our Lord once in her whole lifetime. We're not sure about that. But how much more fortunate we are, dear faithful, that we can daily be united to Christ's most precious body and blood. How much more than we should be motivated to always serve his most sacred heart. We continue with the gospel and see also that a ruler asked Jesus to resurrect her daughter, his daughter. The Lord, who is the God of vitality and life, took the dead daughter by the hand and the girl arose. Jesus is our resurrection, not only for our eternal life, when our body will rise gloriously and be reunited to our soul. But He is the resurrection in this very life. Our resurrection from the dead of sin, from the death of sin, to the life of grace. A resurrection from a lukewarm life to a fervent and holy life. St. Paul says, Our citizenship is in heaven, from which also we eagerly await a Savior, our Lord Jesus Christ, who will refashion the body of our loneliness, conforming it to the body of His glory. See, we are not simply citizens of any nation in this world, but we are ultimately God-willing citizens of Christ's kingdom. God's desire to reform us are the thoughts of peace, to free us from the slavery of sin and conform us to His own Son, making us partakers in His glorious resurrection. But how can we have the thoughts of peace that our Lord has and desires in all of us? So let us look to St. Francis de Sales, because he knows how to do just that. He says, let us do three things, and we shall have peace. First, let us have a thoroughly pure intention of willing the honor of God and His glory in all things. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, righteousness, and all these things will be given unto you. Second, let us do the little we can for that end, and according to the advice of our spiritual father or confessor. And third, let us leave to God the care of all the rest. How simple these three things are, yet how difficult it might be for some of us. Because this requires our cooperation in the work of God and His grace. St. Paul says, 
My brethren, beloved and longed for, my joy and my crown, stand fast thus in the Lord, beloved. Dear faithful, let us indeed stand fast to persevere in our conversion, to be strong in humility and confidence and beg God with all our hearts to realize in us His love for each of us by drawing us away from mediocrity and by giving us a strong desire towards sanctity. I think thoughts of peace and not of affliction. You shall call upon me and I will hear you and I will bring back your captivity from all places. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.